This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast features Melissa and Kyle Reed of Five Dirty. Please take a moment to subscribe to be notified when the most recent episode has been uploaded. Feel free to reach out to Five Dirty and let them know what you thought about the podcast. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. We're here with Melissa and Kyle Reed, the owners, operators, originators of Five Dirty. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Ranieri's here, and this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Melissa and Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rich. We're so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having us. So this is our this is our happy hour uh, version of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We're we have some cocktails on ice. We've got some some olives. I can't wait to hear about there. My question is five dirty. How did all that get started? <laughs> Five Dirty got started um, basically because of me and my love for dirty martinis. Um, That's my go-to cocktail. You know, some people will order them when they're at a restaurant or like a special occasion, something like that. This is my everyday go-to cocktail. My mom and I drink them all the time. We make them at home. And so what we found was a lot of our friends and family would ask us to bring them places because they loved the way we made them and they wouldn't necessarily make them as well as we would or they wouldn't have the ingredients on hand and they'd say oh when we have easter whatever can you bring some of your dirties with you so we would pre-batch not, them. not laundry i mean <laughs> dirty dishes not dirty laundry, like, like no. you became known as yeah bring your dirties yeah bring our martini yeah exactly okay yeah. you just took away the martini name and it just went right to dirties you know it made me come up with the whole dirties on demand idea Um, which is around our label on our bottles. But I was thinking to myself, because that's what it is. It's, we don't feel like coming up with all the, you know, prep, the ingredients, taking away from our guests to think about measurements and pour them when we can just pour it. We would bring it in a pitcher, you know, real classy. And, uh, we can only imagine the drive over. Yeah. You you just put some plastic (laughs) wrap over the top. You're good to go. And, uh, so yeah, so we would kind of just, we started with that and then even our own events, we would pre-batch them so that we wouldn't have to take time away from our guests or think about preparing them. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. I thought it would be great if we could just actually bottle this stuff and really, you know, market it and sell it to other people who kind of are in the same situation where they'd like to just have it on demand like that. So that's kind of where it came from. All right. There are already a lot of questions floating around in my head. I'd like to talk about, we all have, let's say, I guess, familial influences, or I know you mentioned your mom likes dirty martinis Mm -hmm. too. And 
we all grow up in different households. And what were your influences for you, Kyle and Melissa? I mean, it, it seems like that you, you saw mom drinking a dirty martini. Or was there something else? Like, my dad used to drink screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. And it was Kahlua and cream. And I remember my first high, my, my first college experience going out to my, you know, we're underage. We got the fake IDs going. And <laughs> I go to the bar and I say, give me a Kahlua and cream. And I still think back to myself and go, <laughs> first of all, kid, you're underage. I mean, but I'll make the Kahlua and cream for you anyway. Right. But I'm thinking, that's not what you order. I mean, but that's what my influence was from my family, you know, is... It was, it was the screwdrivers, that, but that's what they drank. You know what? It's interesting. We're the reverse. I actually got my mom into dirty martinis. Okay. Yes. So uh, my dad's a beer drinker his whole life. That's all he drinks. He drinks, you know, Miller Lite, very, uh, that, that's pretty much it. Miller Lite and wine. My mom has always kind of been my cocktailing, you know, person. We we're very close. Um, and so when we would do happy hours and things like that, she would typically have wine or, um, we started kind of like with cosmopolitans and things like that, that were like super sweet. And then over time, we kind of just started to be almost like it was too much sweet stuff, you know, and you just get like that feeling in your throat. Yeah. It's just too tart. And so I kind of gravitated towards like the more salty drinks. So I, tried this. I think we were in Tampa when I tried it for the first time. Um, Kyle and I lived in Florida for a while and that's where we met actually. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to try this vodka martini because that's probably not like super sweet, but I love olives. I love pickles. I love salt. So I'm like, I might want to give that a try. And I loved it. So I got my mom on them from there. She kind of was like, oh, that is something different. And I really like that. So we started drinking them together from there. So that was your inception. Do you remember the name of the bar, the, the restaurant, or where you had them? Oh, the, goodness. You, you could it pay might them. have been 717. It was, yeah. Yes. There's a little restaurant in South Tampa called 717. And so I if it I... wasn't for 717, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here today. You could be oh. doing something else. Who knows? Yeah. So for you, Kyle, what was the you know what was your family experience in terms of cocktails or in terms of you know n- you know alcohol or spirits in the house? Or sure. For you, yeah. So uh, so my mom is predominantly a wine drinker, but uh, my dad is a gin drinker, which has uh, been passed down to me. We're big gin and tonic people, um, and this is something that you know we kind of see in the future uh, for Five Dirty. You know, with the traditional martini recipe being made with gin, that's something that we would definitely like to expand into. We started with vodka because that's you know. Melissa's preference and uh, what we think was, you know, a little bit more marketable to start with, but um, we certainly look forward to uh, expanding into gin as well. Yeah, he'll be my taste tester when we expand into gin because he doesn't drink the dirty martinis. Kyle doesn't really drink these, but he drinks gin. So I said, when we ultimately move in that direction, that's where you're going to really step in and help me out. Well, if you need more volunteers, I mean, there's probably a list in your friends and family. (laughs) Oh, Oh, sure. The list is growing. (laughs) We don't mind helping you out either. So just give us a call. We always welcome taste testers (laughs) all the time. Everybody's welcome to taste test with us. We would love it. Now, you you, you obviously, you know, you come from that at least experience. So you, you have a mindset of what a cocktail should be like or you know, where, where, you know, you start to get flavor profiles. How did the process go? Number one, Five Dirty, where'd the name come from? And how did that, how did that start? Oh my gosh. So one day I just sort of off the cuff said to friends, um, you know, look at the clock, it's Five Dirty. 
you know, it was fun. And I just kind of said it and they're like, oh my gosh, that's really interesting, funny play on words or whatever. And, uh, you know, it kind of developed from there with the whole, Kyle and I talked about it and I just said, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could just, you know, all these parties that we keep going to, I wish we could just make it ourselves and put it in a bottle and sell it. And he's like, why don't we? So take, take it back to what, Time frame is that? Because now this 2021, where probably, we are now, this is late 2018. Right. All right. 2018. You're just talking Wait. off the cuff, five dirty. Mm-hmm. Hey, people are asking us to bring these dirties anyway. Mm-hmm. What can we do to just start getting in a bottle and make this a business? Yes. Yeah. Really? Now, what was that conversation like for the both of you to start to think about this is something that we want to create as a business? You know, you're just starting from ground zero. I mean, we were super excited about it, but neither of us have a background in this industry at all. So, you know, Kyle's in construction management. I'm a speech therapist. So we kind of thought, okay, we have this idea. Now what? You know, you're, you're just completely fresh out the gates and, and thinking, who do we know that can help us, you know, sort of guide us in the right direction. Um, and so that's where we just started to kind of reach out to people that, we knew that would be able to advise us on how to progress forward with the whole idea. Yeah, so we did, uh, you know, obviously we went to everybody's favorite advisor. Google was a good first start. And so we started looking into, you know, how we would actually start a liquor brand. And then uh, through the company Premier Innovations Group, who developed this. We kind of, it was a chance encounter. A friend of mine knew a friend who turned out to be uh, Jason Fogg, who does uh, Pops McCann Whiskies. And so he said, we ended up meeting up with him and he referred us to Premier Innovations Group, who, you know, was kind of the solution that we were looking for. Mm-hmm. They, they gave us all the, the design and the product sourcing and the things that for people who didn't have the background in the product, you know, they were a turnkey solution for us that uh, helped us out with all of this. Now, is that, is that a local company? I'm not They're out of Pittsburgh. They're out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Western Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, did they help you with the bottle design, the logo, yeah. all of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, did, they did. I mean, sourcing I the bottles, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, what was it? So, so you were put in touch with them. What was it like as far as starting to formulate the recipe in terms of you know getting that to where what's in the bottle now? Right. So that was a process, and you know we did actually go. You know, we were um, talking to Noah and Frank, who own uh, Premier Innovations Group, and we were talking to them on the phone, and we said, you know, we really just want to meet with you in person and kind of give you an idea. I feel like you just get to know people so much better when you meet them face-to-face. And so we drove to Pittsburgh and met with them in person and tried some of their um, vodka. They have their own products that they develop as well. And so we kind of sat there and drank different vodkas and tasted different things. And they got a sense of what we really wanted our story to be and what we wanted our product to be. And so um, they ended up setting us up with the distillery at Big Spring in um, Belfont. So it was a great match for us because we loved the vodka. So that was the most important, you know, first part. I had tried a lot of different vodkas from, you know, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania made, we wanted to be a Pennsylvania made product. And so I had already tried straight, which I wasn't used to, by the way, I had never drank vodka straight. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is really strong. <laughs> That's something else, you know? Yeah. Some of them don't hit quite right. Either, right, so. right, right. So, you know, but then you can sort of over time, I got used to it and I'm like, Ooh, this one's just, 
got that, you know, bite or burn to it, or this one's more smooth. And then I did taste tests, blind taste tests with really high-end vodka and low-end vodka to see if I could tell the difference. And I love the taste of Big Spring Vodka, and I thought it was really smooth and really, you know, it would go perfectly in a dirty martini. So I said, this is good. You know, it's a good match. Um, So that was number one. You definitely want to make sure that you have a really, you know, pure, like, clean, smooth vodka. That's the most important ingredient because it's 70 proof. So, you know, if you don't have a good vodka, then it's going to really stick out. Um, second to that is the vermouth. And there's only a um, small percentage of vermouth. There's like a very, what is it? As, like, as far as Pennsylvania made vermouth. No, no this the, is the not. Vermouth actually this is, is not. important. No, yeah, that's Italian important. vermouth. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the challenge, you know, with martinis in general is that People have very specific preferences for how they like them and the proportions of the ingredients. Well, you so, do, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. we've talked about, hey, I've, I've liked this dirty martini. I didn't like this one. Yeah. And we've talked to a lot of people, and the general consensus has been, you know, a touch of vermouth. Don't the, want it to overpower the The traditional vodka. recipe for a martini has a little bit more um, than we ended up putting in ours. Um, just because I felt the same way, I don't prefer a lot of vermouth. They can sort of overpower the taste. Um, but I felt like it was also important in there to, you know, balance out the other two ingredients. So we did source a vermouth from Italy, which is really good. We tried a a few different vermouths as well, and some were too sweet and some, you know, just didn't fit well at all. But this one's really good. It complemented the other ingredients, which was great. Um, and then the olive brine was actually the, um, you know, wild card situation with Premier because they said, we can source alcohol all day long. Where are you getting this olive brine from? I don't know. <laughs> um, and so my mom and I had already been drinking different kinds of pre-mixed, um, you know, they sell these dirty martini mix olive brine things. You can get them from all different places. Um, they have a ton of, you know, not, um, artificial ingredients and things. And so my mom, this is where she, you know, she kind of came in as, as the, uh, the silent business partner. She said, I contacted this place in Oklahoma and I asked them for, um, they have pure olive juice. It doesn't have, you know, all these other things in it, chemicals, And so she said, I got a sample of that and, you know, you really need to try this and this is really good. And it was, I was like, this is actually perfect because it's not, we always would like to just pour the olive brine directly out of the jar. And that's what this is. It's just brine literally out of the barrels, uh, you know, from barrel cured olives. So it's an actual all natural brine. Right. You know, nothing that's added to it or no flavoring or other artificial ingredients. So it really lends itself to... It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted a natural, you know, all natural olive brine without all of this other, you know, junk in it. So that's Leonard Mountain. They're in Oklahoma. And their um, olives are Sp- they're Spanish, like important. Spanish and Greek olives. Yeah, right, right. And their olives are fantastic as well. One of the things that you brought up, and Dawn and I have this conversation, and we talk to distillers quite often. And there's this opinion, professional opinion. Some that we talk to say vodka should be odorless, tasteless. You shouldn't get anything except for, I guess, the proof from there. Right. We, Dawn and I, are of our experience that we can taste the difference in vodka, mm-hmm. especially craft vodka. 
um, whether it's distilled from corn or rye or what's the other one we owe the bread breadfruit breadfruit oh, bread oh, oh, so good yeah but we we there's the sweetness in vodka mm-hmm. there's um, just you get some earthiness in vodka like that's our experience yeah absolutely now you tasted a lot of vodkas did you go in it with that impression when you started to create this that you didn't want the vodka to have any flavor or did you understand that with what Big Spring produced, was there a flavor profile that came out and you said, that's what we want to start with? Yeah. I mean, I would just say that the most important thing to me was that it was like, like I said before, that it was very smooth because I've had martinis that I've taken a sip and I'm like, Ooh, you know, you can just tell that the vodka just doesn't vibe with your palate. Um, there's a little bit of like an aftertaste or a burn or something like that. And I, when I did the taste test of big spring, I said, this will go perfectly because it does. It's, it's, I've drank so many dirty martinis at so many different places and I know the good ones that I've had and I know the bad ones that I've had. Um, and whether it's sourced from corn or potatoes or molasses, I don't know what it's sourced from. I'm like, as long as it tastes good, <laughs> then it's, it's good with me. So, uh, yeah, that's why we ultimately thought that this was a good fit for us. So back and forth, you're providing different ingredients and you're, you're, you're formulating this. Mm-hmm. Was Premier sending you samples of yeah. stuff here? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how did that work for you? Yeah, so we got um, over a few different occasions. They would send us a big box that had uh, about a dozen samples each in them. Mm-hmm. And so that I must think, have been happy day. It was sample day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was uh, it, you know, that, it was funny that all the neighbors seemed to want to come hang out <laughs> on those days. But, um, yeah, so we... Uh, you know, we'd sit around the kitchen table and we'd, you know, kind of do some blind taste tests. And then we, we, he didn't taste any of them, my yeah, mom and we, I. the collective, <laughs> yeah, the collective we. Well, I, I defer yes. to the experts here. And yes, so, uh, yes. Guess know, what, Melissa? Gin and tonic time, you're not touching the oh, thing either. Oh, so no, it's okay. no, no, no. That's no. fine. Everybody has their, everybody <laughs> exactly. has their lane. Exactly, so. exactly. <laughs> when, so you're, t- you're doing the samples and I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture this. When did you realize you had, it wasn't like when you realized you had the right one. Or, oh my gosh. It was, such, <laughs> well, but it was such a process too. And, you know, my mom and I are so old school when it comes to, um, you know, the way we do things, we have to write everything down. Kyle's very technology forward. Why don't you just do it on your phone? Like write a note, you know, put it in your notes and that way you can go back. I said, no, because I need to know, like, I'll remember the way I wrote that down, you know, too, um, you know, too strong or too salty or too this or too that. And when I write it, I can go back and look at those notes. Like I remember when I wrote that and that is true. Um, so my mom and I both have our little notebooks and, They were labeled um, because we have two different versions. So it would be, say we had eight samples, 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B. And it would be the less brine version and the more brine version, 3A, 3B. You know, so we would just write down like 2B and our notes. And then we would compare notes after that and say, oh, see, I I said the same thing. Yeah, I said that one, you know, that one wasn't good. They had too much uh, brine in it. And so we kind of narrowed it down. Said, I really wish I was there to do the podcast episode of this because that sounds fascinating. It was fun. It was a lot of fun actually. And you know, my mom and I have similar, uh, tastes when, and palates when it comes to this kind of thing. But, um, 
we actually had one of our neighbors, uh, Lindsay Margario. <laughs> well, you <laughs> won't mention your mom's out. name, but you'll mention yeah. Lindsay Margario. Mom, yeah, I should say my mom, Maria Kelly. She's there amazing. There you go. Okay. She's amazing. Maria, shout out to Maria. Um, Lindsay came over and she kind of helped us because we said, we need a third just because we've been drinking together for so long and we have our little thing and we need a third person to be, you know, the end all cure all. Like, okay, yes, I agree. And she's very honest and to the point. So we sort of narrowed it down to, I would think we were at maybe four samples. And so it was like two of the double, two of the dub. And then it was just a lot of, Hemming and hawing and like finally tweaking at that point. Yeah, tweaking and then Fletcher. waiting the next till the next day and then they tell you to eat bread in between and water and to kind of cleanse your palate and this and that. And finally we said, We think, you know, we think we finally got it. We have the formula. Um, which was super exciting. It, when we finally nailed it down, the formula, we were we were thrilled. Now, Kyle, you said relief. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was a long process. I mean, we we tried a lot of things, and this was even you know, kind of before we engaged with Premier, we were doing some sampling on our own, whether it was, you know, some local craft brands that we knew of or even, you know, the big national brands that everybody knows of, just trying to figure out, you know, where we you know, where we want this to land. And so, you know, it was a, it was a lengthy process. Yes, and so when we was. finally got to that point, it was a big step forward. It was like, okay, now we've settled on a recipe. Now we're actually ready to produce a product. So that was uh, – it was relieving and very exciting. All right. So you're ready to produce a, prod, prod, a product – Talk about where we are calendar-wise. Yeah, so this was uh, this was late 2019. Uh, we gave the green light. And so all of our, our bottles, our corks, uh, the labeling, everything's done overseas. So that was done in Europe and uh, sent over in early 2020 and sent to uh, Big Spring in Belfont. And we were ready to produce. And so they got to producing and COVID hit. Yeah, so, we were ready to release in April. So yeah, so the the, the production was actually done in April of 2020, mm-hmm. and so which coincided with the entire shutdown yeah, yeah, was, of all we of were, the liquor stores. So your your bottles, your cases are sitting there. They're calling you up and say, "Hey, we're done." Yeah. Yes. And how did that work for you? I mean, could you keep uh, it for a while? Because <laughs> no, well, I mean, it was uh, it, it, there there was you know there's definitely some positives. It's you know in some ways it's you know been a drawback, but in some ways it was a positive since, uh, since Big Spring operates under a limited distillery license, we are able to sell direct to consumers. So, you know, we were able to facilitate a lot of sales, especially when the uh, PA liquor stores were shut down. You know, people were either driving to Delaware, New Jersey, or anxious to uh, get local products delivered. So in that way, it actually kind of helped us initially that we were able to uh, sell a lot of direct to consumer and get people, you know, liquor that they wouldn't have otherwise right. been able to get their hands on. You know, longer term, it's been challenging because, you know, it's been harder to, you know, get distribution and get retail opportunities. But, um, you know, in the short term, we were able to establish a, you know, a pretty dedicated uh, customer base and that we, you know, may have otherwise had some challenges doing because people would have just been going to the liquor stores as they you know, normally do in their day-to-day lives. Right. Yeah. People were more willing to try something new because they didn't have the access to going and buying the ingredients. And they said, well, if I can just get this delivered to my door, then I'll try that. And so we really found that actually the pandemic, which we originally thought was going to be, you know, a real problem for us. What was that? I I just am curious, the conversation that you were having together about that and Mm -hmm. really how did that, what was the mindset for you at the time? Well, at the time we were, 
you know, I mean, there's so much going on, right? During that time, nobody knows, is this going to be two weeks? Is this going to be a year? Yeah, you a just, year. Yeah. Well, it ended up being a year. Yeah, well, great. And, and it's still uh, a year. And it's still going on. Yeah, <laughs> we're at the anniversary, I think. Um, but yeah, at the time, we just didn't really know what to think. We were planning to get into the liquor stores and, and all of this, and they shut down. And we thought, oh, man, you know, this is our big moment. We're so excited to release this product that we've been working on for so long. And it kind of took the wind out of our sails a little bit. And then we actually um, just said, okay, well, we're just going to promote it the best way we can locally and really try to build an audience for this the best way best way that we can. And we actually, our first big break came from... Um, this guy, Kevin, who uh, runs More Than The Curve, uh, which is, you know, a locally based um, blog and website that he taught. He covers a lot of news and things that are happening in this area. It's like the Conchahawken Curve. So it's more than the curve. And so we reached out to him and we said, if you're interested in putting anything on your web, you know, we didn't think it would really go anywhere. Um, but he did. He did a great story for us um, on his website and we blew up. It was, we were thinking maybe a few people would reach out and it was orders after order after order after order. Wow, I mean, they that's were a nice compliment. Yeah, they were flooding in and my parents were saying to me, um, I'm not sure we're going to be able to handle this. just this, our little team of four people and we have two kids and, you know, other things going on, obviously. Um, but we were really encouraged by the response from that. And so we thought, okay, we might really actually have something here and we didn't care if we had to deliver it ourselves it kind of provided an opportunity to meet our customers we do do contactless deliveries because of the um, pandemic and all of that but there have been situations where you know at a distance you drop off the product and you talk to the person and you kind of chat with them for a little bit and they get to know us and so in that sense it's been Something that we would not have necessarily done had it not been for the situation. Um, and so looking back on it, I think it was kind of a, a, a not a blessing, but it was cool for us. Not as, you know, we thought it was going to be this like tragic situation for releasing our brand. It ended up, we found a lot of positive light to it. I think at the time, like everybody else, you're not sure how to navigate. Oh, it's only going to be a couple weeks or maybe a month or. Right. And you start to look at. Okay, we've got cases mm -hmm. ready to go. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, we've we've invested into this business, mm -hmm. and it seems like there are some obstacles and challenges. Mm -hmm. But I think from your experience, this is probably a better scenario because you're really connecting, and people are now connecting with the brand. Mm -hmm. They're seeing it's not where you would just go to a store, see a bottle, right. say, hmm, "Do I want that?" I don't know if I want that. You know, has anybody else tried it? Look for reviews. But now you're engaging with your customers. Right. And you're creating memories and experiences of, of let's say, dropping off a, a box or a bottle or however you, mm -hmm. you delivered at the time. And that's why people want to come back. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I think absolutely. You mentioned Jason. And we, mm -hmm. we talk about how I think Jason creates uh, – Jason Fogg's, Fogg of Pops McCann Whiskey. He creates that connection with his bottle – by the heritage and the mm -hmm. family. And we've talked to so many distillers, um, Mark from Little Water and, you know, how important it is um, to, to build a brand. And yes. when you understand you're building a brand, mm -hmm. it 
whatever whatever that is in the bottle, somebody may be taking your bottle and they could be, uh, what is that? I don't know. I saw it and or, or somebody recommended this. And now everybody's talking about their experience. Right. I got to get a bottle. Right. I want to try both bottles. Mm-hmm. I want to try both flavors. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's, it's been, been probably actually one of the most exciting parts about the whole project has been all the people that we've gotten met, whether it's, you know, whether it's customers or, you know, people in the distribution, you know, side of things or, you know, restaurant owners. Just learning the industry in general. It's just been really exciting and fun to kind of, you know, tap into a whole different world that we knew nothing about. And now we've learned so much in a year, you know, a little bit over a year. We knew nothing when we started this business and, you know, we have a lot to learn still, but what we have gained from all of the people that we've interacted with is just, you know, priceless. It's been really cool. That's exciting. It is. It's, it's super exciting. Yeah. Were there any moments for you both where you stopped and said, the mountain seems too high or, <laughs> you know, you're getting some calls that you're not, you know, the, the answers you're getting are just, oh my God, why are we doing this? What What's... You know, let's just keep bringing our pictures to people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> Today, or are we talking about? Or, no, yeah, right. uh, You know, it, it, I think it's with any, you know, entrepreneurship venture. It's, you know, there's ups and downs and there's, you know, big highs and some lows too. I mean, you know, you face some rejection where, you know, you pitch something to somebody or you give somebody, you know, something to try and it's it's not their thing. And so, you know, the big thing is, is that we just, you know, keep pushing forward. I mean, we've had tons and tons and tons of positive feedback. and Right. You know, I think that you're never going to get a hundred percent positive feedback. And that was the learning curve for me because it is my baby. And, you know, I am a mom and I have two actual babies. And so, you know, when somebody's like, Oh, I don't really like that. I'm like, oh, I take personal offense, <laughs> right. you know, and that's the, the new entrepreneur. You have to brush that off and say, not everybody has the same taste and, and you are going to have people that, prefer it a different way. Um, I did try to make it as universally. I feel like it's, it's really good, but, and I think the feedback we've had has been, like Kyle said, pretty much predominantly positive. We did push out a survey to all customers shortly after we, after we did the more than the curve and we had uh, sold a decent amount of bottles at that point. And we pushed out a survey and kind of said, you know, this is anonymous and tell us, you know, and so multiple choice answers of um, whether you basically, what did you like about it? What you didn't like about it or this and that. And, you know, we had a handful of, of people that did not love it. And I was actually scared and prepared for it to be like, you know, 50, 60% of people hated it. Well, the takeaway was that the you know, the vast majority of feedback that we got from that was, was really positive. Which and, I was just like blown away about, you know. Well, the challenge is with, you know, there's not a lot of ready to drink cocktails out there that are as high of proof and that really are true to the you know traditional recipe of. Well, I would also say, and here's where I think you were ahead of the curve that many of the distilleries or, and many of, you know, even restaurants that we talk about that got shut down, Ready to drink cocktails were kind of some did them, some didn't, some right, canned yep. them, some didn't. But you had already figured it out. Mm-hmm. You would, you know, this happens. Right. Oh, by the way, you miss your martini and don't want to make it at home. 
we're ready to go. Right. So right. you really were somewhat ahead of the curve mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, where are these, uh, you know, other um, establishments, like I said, distilleries and restaurants and, you know, they, they didn't have this in place. Right. Right. So, you know, that, that was, a, again, it was ingenious on your part to do that. <laughs> well, and it timed really well, right? Yeah. You know, again, it was one of those things that you think, oh, this actually worked out in our favor. But you're right. Ready to drink cocktails weren't there. Now you have one. Mm-hmm. And now people are also – I guess some of the feedback is they're not used to this either. That's exactly it. It's, right? it's trying to get over the stigma of can a ready to drink be just as good as something that I'm going to you know, take my two or three ingredients and mix in my shaker at home. And that's why you know when we were going through the, the tastings and whatnot, it was you know something that we really wanted it to be in keeping with as if you were making it at home. Right. You know, we even tried to – you know, work with even the dilution as if you were shaking it over yes. ice, which is so what, So there is you know, some dilution accounted in there as well. We have a little bit of water in there to say, if you did shake this with ice, you know, there's a little bit of water that you would get if you shook it over ice and poured it. So it's just a bartender in a bottle. <laughs> no, like, I guess it's, it's a fascinating... I, I love the, the thought that goes into that. Mm-hmm. What happens if somebody says, well, I still want to put it in my shaker. Oh, and people and still, and that's, people that's people still do that. Yeah. yeah. People do that. My mom drinks hers over ice, you know, so some people will drink it over ice. Some people, I don't know of people that actually do shake it. I don't like to shake it because yeah. I'm like, it's not, I have to clean out the shaker. It's another reason I wanted to have the bottle. Um, but but then somebody gives the impression that they actually made it, right? Maybe. Yeah, get the good. sound. Yeah. And, maybe. At least yeah. they don't have to have the ingredients on hand and they don't have to think through the process right. of measuring things out. They can just pour it in the shaker and shake it with and ice if they want to. Some people prefer it just to be a little bit more diluted as well. Right, So, right, I mean, that's right. a good thing about it is it's, you know, it's, it's pre-mixed, but if, you know, you want it a little less strong, you could... Shake yes. it in a shaker. I mean, we recommend keeping it um, in the refrigerator or freezer just so you no, get No, in the that. freezer. In the freezer, yeah. <laughs> Not in the refrigerator. Yeah. I mean, some people You want those babies ice space, cold. Yeah. Well, find but the freezer space. You should, yeah. You should keep it in the freezer and then once Just you buy it, your own freezer and exactly. just get a dedicated <laughs> freezer. Exactly. Five dirty. Yes. That's Exactly. That's actually our that's, formal advice. That's your next <laughs> branding. You'll also be five shipping five dirty yes. refrigerators. Yes. You know, they're We're going to expand into appliances for sure. Why not? All right. You've you've whetted our appetites. We're now excited. Why don't it's 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 five yes. o'clock here now? It is. Is it five thirty? It's yes. five thirty. It's five thirty. It's five thirty five. All right. So this is the double dirty. This this has been sitting on ice and yes. This now, is the double dirty. Now I see you shaking it. So some of that may mm-hmm. settle in. Yep. Right. So we yeah, and so we do have. Um, Tags that we, when we deliver these locally to people that say, you know, put in freezer, shake bottle. We didn't put shake on the bottle because we didn't want people to think that they had to shake, they had to shake it over ice. Um, that's something that we might revisit moving forward because it is natural olive, olive brine. So you will have, you know, a little bit of uh, sediment at the bottom of the bottle. So you will want to shake it just to release some of that. Which I think up. in the, pro- like you're, you're showing it's all natural. I love the color. As it, you know, the background, it almost looks like you, you get this skyline. Yeah. And it almost looks like a sunset. Yeah. Like yeah. When, when that hits behind there. So that's like even, was that what you well, thought? Well, we had to have the, well, I, when I originally came up with the concept, I had to have the Philly skyline on there. So um, at Premiere, they did do the design for us. I love um, Frank, who, um, d- who did the bottle design for us. Um, I gave him a general layout for what I wanted the, 
you know, the label to look like. And I, I just said, I, I want the Philly skyline. I wanted like a city skyline across. And so we kind of developed it from there and put the martini glass in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just wanted it to look like clean and sophisticated and just like a really sleek look. And yeah, the olive brine does kind of add a little bit of a uh, sunset in there. I guess it you're really right. It really does. It's a very photogenic <laughs> bottle. Yeah, it is. It is. We love the bottle. People have actually told us that they don't want to recycle the bottle. And can we send these back to you and repurpose that? You know, and then you can repurpose them. And I'm like, we can't. But um, okay, so this is the double. Do, would you like some olives with that? Why not? Yeah. Now, I guess my question is, you know, for you, because you're designing this whole thing. And this is, as you said, this is your baby. What was it like to get, what was it like to actually hold your first bottle and get it shipped to you? Oh my goodness. We have a picture of it actually when the um, cases were being delivered. I have the man pulling it off the truck and oh my gosh, the cases were obviously super heavy and he's like, really working hard and I'm just taking all these pictures. (laughs) He's probably thinking, okay, chick, can you help me out here or get somebody to help me out? So we actually were super, super excited when they were finally here. It is. It's like the birth of your child. You're working at this for so long. It's been a couple of years of, yeah, you know, from just the inception really of the idea. To and the finally to have it up. in hand, we were thrilled. We were thrilled. I, I just here's what I think you guys hit on and really important. That this 2018 to 2019 to 2020. This has all been a process for you. Yeah. And it wasn't like you picked up the phone and said, oh, yeah, you know, just stick stuff in a bottle for us and we'll put our label on it and we'll sell it and we think this would be fun. This is just something that's gone from thought to, you know, from, sure. you know, all those things for you. Yeah. I, and and alcohol is not a simple business to just jump into. You know, it's not like we're making T-shirts or something. There's... So many guidelines, obviously, uh, laws, regulations. Rules. And in Pennsylvania, of course, it's just even more hurdles that you have to jump over um, to get your to get your brand out there. But we wouldn't have it any other way. Like I said, we're super excited about everything that we've learned and what we still have to learn. So that's the double that you're trying. Now, what's the double? So the double has a little bit more concentration of olive brine in it. Should we start with the regular first then? Sure. So you can oh, I don't know. I, I, yeah. So okay. start, you can start with the dab and then work your way up. Dab. What we've yes. found, yes. Dab, so dab of we dirty. We have the dab of dirty and the double dirty. So the dab has a little bit less of a concentration of olive brine in it. You can, I nosed it because I started with your double and you can really oh, tell sure. the difference oh, on yeah. the nose. And there are people that... Absolutely prefer one or the other. Yeah, we, we have avid fans of both. The double tends to be a little bit more popular, slightly. But um, and, and people, what's funny about martini drinkers is martini drinkers know. Most of them say, you know, I like an extra dirty martini. And we say, you're going to want the double and that's what they like. Or, mm-hmm. you know. So you they, always know from their input yeah. how they typically, they're like, I want a filthy martini. I'm like, you'll like the double. We've actually had some customers ask us if we can make I didn't a know there were different, I, I'm I, maybe just not the martini You're dirty aficionado. martini novice? Well, not well, just, I, I, didn't know, you, yeah, I didn't know there were all these like levels of <laughs> oh, dirty, yes. filthy. Slightly dirty, filthy. Oh, it's a whole world. Right. Yeah, absolutely. There are people that prefer them me the way that they the way that they like them and and credit uh, to melissa when we were doing the development it was her idea to do the two different types that were going to appeal to a broader range of customers because you know she knew from her experience that if you go to a bar 
you know, what you order as a dirty martini from one bartender can be different than what, you know, another bartender's interpretation of a dirty martini is. And right. Or people will say, I like, you know, I want it slightly dirty or, you know, I want it extra dirty. And so we originally talked about doing one, you know, um, you know, kind. Like a middle of the road kind of. And then we decided and that I it said, actually be better. It's got to be too. It's you because you're going to get people that are like, it would be good, but I need a little bit more brine. It would be good, but I need a little less brine. So that's where we kind of formulated the the two flavors, the dab and the double. So, all right. I'm a martini aficionado. Uh-huh. Aficionado. <laughs> but what I will say is that, and Dawn, you know, when we do make martinis, I do like to throw some of the brine or something we have. Uh-huh. I guess to filthy it up or dirty it up right, a little bit. Right, right, right. And I never feel like I get it right, personally. Right. That's delicious. Yeah. Good. That is great. And I was like, I'm like thinking to myself, that's exactly what I would want to make if I were making it myself. Right. Yeah, we're so thrilled to hear that. That is really nice. And I'm on the other side because I usually don't like dirty martinis. <laughs> I like the sweet ones, and this is delicious. <laughs> oh, it really thanks, is Dawn. <laughs> and I think for you, and, and, and you've put so much thought into the olive brine, the vermouth, and the vodka. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important that that vodka really creates I, 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 I get the nuances of, of there's some spiciness in the vodka mm-hmm. there's some sweetness to it mm-hmm. you get some different flavor profiles in this vodka mm-hmm. lending to what you're making in your ready to drink martini and I think that's what really all brings us together right I really do yeah yeah we love that we I mean I love the flavor of it and I won't drink anything else now even when I go to a restaurant and I'll order, I still order a Grey Goose. I'm really surprised you don't bring your own flask or something. <laughs> I did well. To a BYO, we bring, I, and that's the other thing, you can bring these to the BYO, which we love. Um, this is just another concept. We've gone to a couple BYOs and brought the bottle um, because I've always felt crazy in the past. I don't want to bring a water bottle of dirty martini to the rest, you know, this really nice so you're restaurant. you're not a big wine drinker. Yeah, but... and I'm not a huge wine drinker. And so I always felt very you know, almost ashamed to say, okay, well, I have my little water bottle of dirty martini here. Um, can you get can me, you a bring glass? me a glass? Yeah. yeah. And, and God forbid you should get a martini glass. Oh right? gosh. Yeah. And some of them do actually have Spring Mill Cafe. Spring Mill Cafe had them on hand, which I was very excited about, but it's just another, um, you know, uh, side to it is that you can do that as well. You can bring them to, re- you can bring them to parties, you can bring them to restaurants you can have Baby them at showers, home. wedding showers. I mean, there's right. so many. Give them as gifts. A lot of people are giving them as gifts lately. So, which brings up the gift box. Yes, yes, yes. Good, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, wait, have Rich we talked about? Doesn't even need to think about the segue, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you've got something that we we hope you love your dirties on demand. Yep. Uh huh. So that's written on the side. Chill, yep. uh, a chill and freezer. Chill and freezer. Shake yeah. bottle and enjoy. See, that's where we put the shake bottle. All right, I have to tell you, for you and your your branding, your your marketing, the way you've done all of this is really first class. And 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 not to say you know that that with a big question mark, like I don't expect it, mm-hmm. but I also know this is a huge undertaking for what you've sure. done. So sometimes you may lose some things in the process. I don't think you guys have lost anything in the process. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we had the vision. Like I said, I mean, I've always had this um, vision of this metropolitan kind of, 
you know, I, I am a huge fan of Sex in the City. I think that's why I started drinking with Cosmopolitans originally, because Carrie Bradshaw so, drank So, Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> you know, Sarah Jessica Parker calls you and says, I just had oh, one of your... Oh, my God. I would I'd probably fall over. I just, I just had a... So, I think for the Oscars this year, and maybe, you know, you can get them as the gift basket to kind of... You know, the, the swag bags? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You I know? thought about it. Look there are a ton of people out there. Dorinda Bentley from The Real Housewives of New York. Huge dirt, Dirty Martini fan. Yeah. So we're like... So if we anybody need, out there has We need to start reaching out to people. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We will ship them a bottle. No problem. Um, but yeah, I kind of always had the idea in my head of what um, I wanted it to look like. And I always had, you know, the black and white with with the city. I just wanted it to look really clean and classic and sophisticated. And yeah, Premiere really helped us bring that to light with the bottle design and the, you know, we picked out the bottle. It was a lot. It was picking out the bottle shape, picking out the corks. Um, and we're, we're really proud of the way that it came out. And I think the key too, and again, going to the thought process, this is going to be something that's not going to get lost on the shelves. Mm -hmm. If you're going to your liquor store or your bottle shop, or anywhere like that, you're going to be able to see this on the shelf. So right. I think that stands out for you, too. Now, we're, we're trying the double dab. Yes, this the is the double. double. Uh -huh. okay, the and double the dab 30. is in here. Okay, yep. the dab. Sorry, I yeah. already had. <laughs> You've had the dab. I, I love, you don't do, you, you do like generous pours here. So Oh, the, please. Yeah, yes. this is nice. Very generous. People ask us about, you know, calorie content, and I always say, Depends on your pour. Is it a Melissa pour or yeah. a standard pour? I tend to have a very heavy pour. If you do a standard pour, this is the content. If you do a Melissa pour, yes, this is the this is the content. What I enjoyed, and that's why I wanted to start with, with the dab. The dab. Mm -hmm. Because really on the nose, they're two they're two totally different cocktails. Yeah. They're they're martinis, yes, they're dirty martinis, yes. But you get two two totally different cocktails. Mm -hmm. And for this one, I enjoyed, you know, when I had that first, I enjoyed the brine. It was almost like this buttery mm -hmm. brine. And that has transferred with all that olive goodness to it that you get almost a salty, buttery finish to this. Um, but please understand, if you're, if you're really trying this, that vodka is not getting lost again. It, it, right. just, it just comes out as a different – it's almost like it's a different vehicle to bring you the briny, salty – olivey flavor to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And again, that's really delicious. And you know, you, you guys have done a really great job. But there's ice and it goes right in the ice. Look at that. It fits right <laughs> oh, in. Oh, we need to keep these dirties cold at all times. I'm sorry for the noise. No, no, that's great. That, yeah, you no. gotta you gotta keep them you gotta keep them cold. That's that's number one. That's why I said, you know, fridge versus freezer, no, they need to be in the freezer. They need to be ice cold. Now you've got these olives. We haven't had the olives. So yeah. talk about the olives a little bit. Well, I think it was, um, you know, kind of just the natural progression that instead of always pulling another jar of olives, uh, we actually went back to Leonard Mountain and said, hey, we'd love to sell some olives, some branded olives to go with our martinis. And so we worked with them to come up with these jars, which uh, we sell, you know, as an add-on item to the bottles. Now, is that just, they're just straight olives or is there yep, vodka just, in no, there too? Just straight no. olives. Just straight olives. Just straight oh. olives. Uh, <laughs> right. right now we do. You're uh, like, is it vodka infused? <laughs> Why not? You're you know? going big or go yeah, home. Maybe, maybe that would be Yeah, you're, you've tapped into something there. That might be the next uh, big, big venture. Don't on the phone trademarking that. Too bad. <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, we have a blue cheese stuff, a pimento stuff, and uh, some garlic stuff. 
Oh wow! I didn't know they were different. What is yeah. it? Yeah, so that's that's so that's, that's, yes, that's I give you. Yeah, that's, that's blue cheese. Ah, oh, you're right up my alley. Yeah, yes. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Now I just want to stick that back in, let it soak a little. Well, you longer. Give, I mean, no, you know I just no, I just more. did it. I just <laughs> give him some more. I'm dab. gonna let that soak in there a little bit more. Yeah. He needs um, more dab, I think. No, we're yeah. Trust <laughs> me, we're <laughs> see. This glass is smaller. That's why I drink from me. See, this is what I want. <laughs> I think this is what comes out for both of you. This is not just a product; it's your personality. It's not just a labor of love. It's a passion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, this is at the essence, it's opening up a bottle. It's sitting down. It's talking. It's talking about your day. It's talking about your experiences. And, and just, if anything comes out of COVID, I think it's that relationship. It's, it's not just, I, I need to get to my distillery or my winery or my brewery and just get some beer. It's, I need to experience life. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're providing here. You're experiencing your own take on life. Yeah. And it's kind of like the idea of this whole, you know, living your best life and just, you know, kicking back a dirty martini. And I envision myself at my favorite bar and just dressed nice and having a great time. And I haven't done that in a really long time. I mean, we've gone out. Well, you've still been dressed nice. Patchy. (laughs) Patchy here and there. We've gone out. But for the most part, you know, I'm in my leggings and hoodie and drinking my dirty and thinking I'm on Park Avenue with this dirty in my hand because I feel like a million bucks. It transports you to a different place. It does. It does. It it does. And that's, um, you know, that's what I love about it. Now, this... You've got these, this is, you know, we're in 2021. You've talked about some different new things you're going to be bringing on board. Talk about the next products or the next things you're doing. Yeah, I mean, the the gin is something that we've definitely wanted to take a look at. And then, you know, possibly other variations of... Uh, yeah, I'm excited uh, to hear. Market. I mean, look, if you're putting out this, this great first-rate product, and I'm curious. I mean, I, I can't wait to see what else you're putting out. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we have we have exciting long term plans. You know, in the in the short term, it's uh, you know, it's all about getting more retail opportunities for the products that we have right now. So that's kind of our focus for the rest of this year. It's been you know challenging with the pandemic uh, and the timing of the, when we launched to get to that point. I don't know. We kind of went through our first run pretty quickly. We we started out sort of conservatively. We only did eighteen hundred bottles, so we thought, okay, let's just see if there's an audience for this or a market for this before we really try to expand into a much larger production. And so with the pandemic and selling directly ourselves, we sold all 1800 bottles with relatively no advertising. You know, we have Facebook and Instagram, but basically it's been word of mouth, local, Places like More Than The Curve, like Jen Frederick on Fox 29, these things have really helped um, kind of promote us. We've sold to a few restaurants. Um, Gypsy Saloon has uh, carried Five Dirty, which has been great as well. And so we've expanded the best that we can during the pandemic. But we thought we really haven't done anything huge to promote this. And we went through 1,800 bottles like that. So... We decided to go with the next production run. So this next run, which is going to be completed, um, I think next week yep. at this point, is ten thousand bottles. Wow. And so yeah, we, yeah. So we did a big jump. 
Um, and so that's our focus right now. Premier and Big, Big Spring are probably very happy they met you. <laughs> <laughs> right? And the Vermouth Company and the Olive, the, the, you know, the Brian us, Company. feels very big to you know a lot of the players in the industry. Tell it's, you what, 10,000 10, bottles? For us, it's yeah, big. It's, it's a big, big for anybody. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and we, you know, so we're super excited about that. And, um, you know, we also, in the, in the very near future, um, you know, I, one of the big things is the direct-to-consumer shipping um, in the alcohol business. And so... In Kyle, talk about that. Because right now I understand you can ship all of Pennsylvania. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can direct ship. Yeah, so we can ship directly uh, or deliver directly to anybody in Pennsylvania, and that's one of the laws that's afforded to Big Springs since they operate under a limited And if anybody in New license. Jersey would like me to put it in my car or Delaware, I can I can find a way to get it to you. But that's just me talking, not you. Yeah, right. So that's okay. Drive over the bridge. That'll be our fermented adventure. We are in Delaware. We are in New Jersey. Yeah. Why not? We'll we'll oh take it on gosh. board. We're yeah. hoping to be there soon. Yeah, but uh, we're also uh, you know through Premier Innovations Group. Um, going to be setting up a site in the very near future that's going to be able to sell our product um, out of state to about 40 states. And so that'll be, so that'll be you know, online. It'll be online that they'll like be able to order it and have it and have it shipped to them. Um, that's exciting. Which will be a, a very big mm-hmm. step for that us. That is yeah. so cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, to be able to expand because we have been somewhat limited in our reach. You know, advertising is through social media at this point, And we have a lot of followers who are out of state. And they're constantly asking us, when are you going to be available in Texas? When are you going to be available in California? Because I'm dying to have a bottle. And we say we're dying to give it to you. (laughs) You know, it's a process. People who aren't in the industry don't understand all of those laws and regular. It just sounds like, well, just get a just get a license and just go out of state. It's not that simple. And we've learned that the hard way that it's not that simple. The the direct to consumer shipping has been a great innovation in this industry in the last, you know, couple of years. But it has accelerated more since COVID. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And it's opened up more and opportunities are there. It's just getting your licensing, Mm -hmm. getting your approvals. And I'm sure there's some federal, local tax, you know, state there tax. Are, Every state yeah. is different. There's, yeah. But there, there's companies that have taken advantage of that, and they're setting it up with the licensing and distribution and, you know, in all of these states, and they basically package that to you and say, you know, you go through our site, and, you know, there's obviously fees associated with that, but nonetheless, it's worth it to be able to yeah, have such the exposure, a reach, to be able to you know, reach more people. And, and a retail opportunity in some of these other states. Which we're so. also working on distribution, too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're working with multiple brokers and just broadening um, our reach as far as getting into other state stores and things like that. So Kyle and I work on this. That must be all the time. You're you're raising your children. Mm -hmm. You're working your own jobs, your your own careers. Yes. But when you come together and you, you, you look and see all the orders that come in or the feedback you get. Well, and and our team that's growing is exciting. But, but, for you and guys, the people we get to meet like that's you. That's so awesome. That's so oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. But that's so awesome no. for you. Oh, it's super rewarding. I mean, there's no doubt about it that, you know, that, because, you know, we're building something, you know, together and mm-hmm. um, you know, our kids get really into it. Our you know, kids are so into it. They're part of the tasting group, aren't they? No, they, <laughs> they know Five Dirty. It's just so funny. And they say, oh, 
You're doing five dirty again, I guess. You know, because we'll have to tell them. Tape that. Oh, oh, they are very aware because that sounds like a TikTok video as far as I'm concerned. Mom, five dirty again? Oh yes, we we uh, you know kick them out for this interview, but uh, they are full of personality, and my daughter. More so, <laughs> but it gives them a great exposure to business and entrepreneurship. They do, and they and, and they, they start to talk on their start, level. They start know, to talk about they want to do their own business. Wow! So this is my business. I'm going to sell these um, toys that I don't want anymore, and they want to do you know a lemonade stand. That all again coincided with COVID, which was kind of frustrating because we're like, well, honey, you can't really give those things away to people because you're tainted. And so... Well, your children aren't tainted. They're like, <laughs> you know... People might perceive them. No, right, you just exactly. need to build them a whole plexiglass lemonade yeah, exactly. stand. Right exactly. So, but they have that in their minds. And I kind of love that, that they are already driven at the ages of five and seven to create something. They're both very creative by nature anyway, but... They're already thinking like, how can I make some money? Justin yeah. just sold Jello a pack of, of Jello out of our refrigerator to a neighbor last night for five dollars. He came in and he gave me a. He said I'm in business now. Oh he God. said I just sold that Jello for five dollars. I said Justin, <laughs> where did you get that five dollars from? You cannot charge them five dollars for that package of Jello. He's like, well, how much does it cost? And I said probably a dollar, maybe even less. And he said, well, I just got a lot of money then. <laughs> Look, for both of you, I, really. I, I love the exposure to entrepreneurship yeah. that you're giving your children based on your passion. Yeah. yeah. Based, no, on, cool. based on what brings you joy. Yeah. yeah. No, it's cool. It, it, and they That's see incredible. how hard we're working. And I, I think- mean, if people listen to this podcast, I mean, they could be in Iowa. They could be in, you know, Louisiana. It doesn't matter. They're going to hear this and they're going to say, you know, I've had these ideas. And Melissa and Kyle are doing this. And look, I understand it's from 2018 to today. And I know there's going to be some challenges and I know there's going to be some hurdles. Mm-hmm. But if I can do this, look what it's going to mean to me and my family. Yeah. And look what it's going to be for me to to go through that process. I always talk about the process because so many people are stuck on the I can't do that. Or they get, that's why I said there are challenges that you had faced. Well, it's fear, you know, fear right. of rejection, fear of not. But you succeeding. keep going. Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's face it. There are a lot of people that might stop and say, wait a second. You know, they, they get a call and premier calls you and says, listen, we can't use that vermouth because X, or we can't use that bar brine from the olives because of X. It's like, right, screw it. Forget it. I'm out. But you, 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 you emulate, you create that experience for people and they say, well, you know what? I know there are going to be some challenges, but I'm going to do it. So when you start to talk about, all right, now we're going to start working on shipping to other states. Now we're going to start working on expanding our line. It gives people the understanding of, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. yeah. But for you guys, I love, I love really the you know, the example that you're leaving. This is great. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, we just want to kind of teach our children that nothing is handed to them and nothing was handed to us. Kyle and I both worked really hard to get our degrees and to get the jobs that we have. And, you know, we both kind of came from humble upbringings and we're taught you want something, you have to work for it. And so... That's the way that we were raised, and that's the way that we're raising our children. And um, 
they are very driven uh, by nature, which is which is great. They probably get that from us, <laughs> but it is cool to see them actually sort of latch on to the mentality that we have with the business. Like, I'm going to start my business. I'm going to do my business. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But um, it's, it's, we're giving you, them. You've already gotten them thinking. We're just giving them that exposure that this is in your realm of possibility. This is something that you can do. You put your mind and heart at something and you can do it for sure. All right. This is that. I started. I recognized this in our last podcast interview. This is that job interview question. <laughs> oh God, I ready? suck at job interviews. You ready? No. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where's five dirty? Oh, Lord and Taylor. Um, Not Lord and Taylor. Because <laughs> I have business. <laughs> you don't have a license for this. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That's my mother, by the way, Maria. <laughs> she says that people would, make fun of me for that. I would say that we're on shelves across the country. Okay. Yeah. And fi- it's five years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. On shelves across the country. Yeah. And I'm driving a Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's my goal. That's fine. Okay. That's all I want. Those two would probably get I want a silver hand. Range Rover. So here's what we got. Here's what we got. Sarah Jessica Parker. The <laughs> well, Oscar Sarah swag Jessica bag. Sarah Jessica Parker might be 10 years. <laughs> the Oscar <laughs> swag bag. And you're driving a Range Rover. And, I just want a Range Rover. But look, I think at the end of the day, when you guys look back and you start to see more orders coming in for five dirty and you see shipping out to areas in parts of this country, mm-hmm. maybe international that you never expected. Wow. It's cool. No, it's, it's, it's definitely something that we kind of sometimes have to take a step back and think where were we a year and a half ago with just this idea. And now it's blossomed into something that we could have, never expected we would be at a I think that's part of the challenge is that, you know, we're on, in some ways we're like, we're not, you know, we're not doing enough. It's not moving fast enough. You know, we're not doing X, Y, and Z. But at the same time, when you reflect back on where we started a very short period of time ago, and especially given the climate, you know, of the, what the country's going through right now, you know, we think we've done pretty well and we've put out an innovative product and, uh, you know, we're working hard to make it grow. So it is, it's exciting. Yeah. I don't want to lose sight of the fact that I ate my um, <laughs> blue cheese olive stuffed martini or blue cheese olive stuffed olive. Wait, yeah. I can edit this out okay. later. <laughs> blue cheese stuffed olive. Um, and that was delicious. Yes. That was really good. Well, we have so, more if you want more. Okay. I might take just a yeah, case. Go ahead. <laughs> That's your dinner. Is there anything that we haven't talked about on the podcast today that you want to make sure people know yes. or should know about you guys? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, you pretty much touched on all of it. We we have the the double dirty, the dab of dirty. We have the olives. We have the gift boxes. The gift boxes come with um, a bottle of your choice, olive jar of your choice, um, the picks and coasters, and then we and can customize box. and we can customize the box to you know we print it on cardstock and use. You know, nice font and customize your gift message in there and tie it with a beautiful satin bow. And, um, yeah, so I, I feel like we're we're doing, you know, everything that we can at this point And we're looking forward to expanding. Uh, you have a website? We do, of course, yeah. yeah. We, it's uh, www.530.com. The number five. 
Yes, and the number social five. media of Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Yeah, 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 most, dirty. yeah, we have both of those. We're most active on Instagram. Um, at five dirty. Yeah. Yep, at five dirty. Without, the, without the colon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to have the colon on social media. Yeah. Right. So I prefer to keep my colon, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. Different, different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So just the number five and then dirty on Instagram and Facebook and um, and people can order through your website, right? Yeah. So yes. if you're in Pennsylvania right now and you're listening to the podcast, just look, try it. If you're a fan of martinis or you're not, this is definitely something you want to bring to a party. If you're doing a bachelor, bachelorette party, mm-hmm. this is great. This is awesome. You know, uh, christenings, why not? Yeah. Um, you know, brisses, you know, sure, circumcisions. Whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. Road oh trip, picnic, day at the beach, you know, it, it goes all everywhere. It. That's, that's a nice part about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's... If you go to our website and you click on where to buy, if you click local drop-off, you can uh, order within 25 miles of a Plymouth meeting or Philadelphia. So we'll deliver to you. So you'll get to, if you order right now, you'll get to meet either Kyle or Melissa. Or or my parents. Yeah, or Tom. Tom, Let's not leave out Tom. Okay. Tom (laughs) is uh, our delivery driver. Uh, That's my father. He is amazing. And he does... The majority, I would say, of our local deliveries. When he's not on vacation. He's in Florida right now, golfing (laughs) and living his best life. He is coming home soon, which, you know, to his detriment. So we're going to put him back to work. To come back to work. Yes. So um, he and my mom deliver. We do deliver as well. But if you click local drop-off, we will deliver within, you know, 25 miles of here. And then if you're out of that area, you can order through Big Spring. So you'll click, um, you know, ship to me yeah. on the website and that will go, that will take you to the Anywhere distillery. else in Pennsylvania. It'll, right. Anywhere in Pennsylvania. You can, uh, but all of it is free shipping, regardless of whether you do the local delivery or through the distillery. It's all free. So, you know, it, it's like the order reason up. not to. Exactly. Exactly. Order I up. have to tell you. I mean, Jason introduced through different channels. Jason mm-hmm. Fogg introduced us yes. together. Yes. I'm so grateful. Dawn and I, you know, we get to... because <laughs> I honestly was petrified to try this because I've had such a bad experience with Dirty Martinis. Really? So this was definitely a treat. You've had yes. a bad experience with Dirty Martinis, yeah. really. And what I was your experience? I never thought I was going to try. It was oh, just God. disgusting. Well, uh, <laughs> it was just, I can't even tell we you. We have a convert. <laughs> You know what? And we've had a couple of people say that, which is interesting. Like, I'm not I was really an olive fan. Or I've had people say, I don't like olives, but I like your product. And I think to myself, well, that's strange. <laughs> I have to say, I'm excited to see where you're both headed with Five Dirty and the future. I think you're really on to something. But I think more importantly, you know, the love and the heart and the passion you put behind this is is really what shows through. And I really, you know, we're grateful for you taking the time to sit down with us. Oh, we're so grateful to have you guys yeah, this has actually been awesome. talk to us. This is yeah, <laughs> this, no, it's been amazing. This has been our little happy hour and I hope Fantastic. people I hope people, you know, like that's why I said, you know, we're not gonna have anything to drink beforehand, but as we get through the podcast, you know, we start <laughs> to drink some martinis, you know, things kinda open up. This is exactly where we should stop because who knows what we're going to say sure, afterwards. No, sure. this is good. Sure. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank and we, we certainly look forward, like I said, order Five Dirty, go to their website, just try it and, and, and share this with your friends because you're really going to be happy that you did. Oh my gosh. We so appreciate that. Thank you so much for having us on. We really, really love it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>